You are listening to the Intentionally International Congregation podcast. We are the Reverend Matthew Lafferty, the Reverend Anitra Kitts, and the Reverend David Smith, three Americans living in Europe and involved with English-speaking congregations in non-English-speaking countries. We think that there's something interesting going on in these congregations, and we want to share what we learn with you. We're back to talk once again with the Reverend Jody Fondell. This time, we're talking theology. We're talking about presence and what makes a church a community of God. Hi, welcome back. In the last show, Matthew and David and Jody were talking a little bit more about the practicalities of how to be a international congregation in a time of COVID lockdown. But that's not the whole story. There's some very important theology and ecclesiology that goes on here. The American Church in Paris, have they also done virtual or online communion? Um, yes, we invited people at the beginning of the service. We reminded them this will be a communion service. So if you'd like to gather some elements at home, um, you're welcome to do so, especially when we weren't gathered at all, of course. Hi, this is Anitra. And in addition to being the member of the team with Matthew and David, I'm also the editor of this show. And I think that as I'm listening to this text, you might be asking yourself, why is Matthew asking about online communion? Well, there's a good reason, but because Matthew and Jody are friends, and they're both experienced pastors, and they don't quite do the background that I think might be important right now in case some of you actually did not attend seminary. And one of the questions is about communion itself, that Christian community as a whole, from the beginning of being a Christian community, has always worked with, struggled with each other over trying to define where, how, and why we engage with the liturgical sacrament, which some call Eucharist, some call the Lord's Supper. I'm a Presbyterian. We call it communion. And we struggle with that because we're interested in what's going on when the body, when the bread is broken and when the wine is poured and what is necessary. For my tradition, which is a Protestant uh, tradition, the Presbyterian Church USA, there's a very strong emphasis that communion takes place in a real time, real place, real community, real people. So that it works with best or is the most effectively engaged with real time, which isn't to say you can't take communion out to people who are homebound, people who can't come to worship because of illness or whatever is happening there. But if you, in our tradition, we really work hard to link that back to that Sunday worship service. So we bring two people. We say we're bringing material from the table to the person, and we are still trying to say, you still belong to this congregation. This is not an individual act. This is a community act, which, of course, was a great. It worked well enough until we had the COVID lockdown. No, these are just all questions linked linked to that about um, moving out of a time where maybe we're starting to get a glimpse of what post-pandemic looks like. Uh, at least where I live, people are coming back. Life looks very different now than it did a year ago. Right. Um, in, in terms of uh, the pandemic, um, that these questions about technology, about virtual online 
um, communion, gathered community, they they take a different bent when, when we move out of post-pandemic because that's no longer the, the justifier. Now we need to engage, I think, in some serious theological reflection, whether that's among the, the clergy leadership with, with the parish council, whether that's church-wide or in some of our international congregations, they have judicatory structures that they're a part of where some of that reflection is happening. I have strong views about it. Jody, I think you and I have talked, talked, talked yeah. about it, and, and I can imagine David does as well. But I, I think what you've had this experience of the last two years, which is set alongside 30 years, over 30 years of pastoral ministry. Most of that time in your pastoral ministry, it's been serving English-speaking con- English congregations in non-English-speaking countries or serving international congregations in, in, in Europe. This maybe is the most unique in that time period because of what you came in expecting and how your ministry was shaped um, was vastly different. But it's clear to all of us that these two years, three years, four years, however long the pandemic will, 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 will be with us, has shaped the work and the ministry that we're trying to do. So how do you see in the next 10, 15, 20, 30, however long, what has the last two years done to change the way that those of us working in international congregations in Europe or those working in English-speaking congregations in non-English-speaking countries, how has that changed? What, and what, what should we expect? What are we looking towards in the future? Well, I think one of the real, the real things that we've all seen is um, how vulnerable we are. ACP was not prepared for something like this. And um, technologically or even financially, you know, resource-wise, um, ACP enjoyed many years of um, financial uh, health, but a lot of that financial health came from outside rentals, and that, of course, dried up. And I, I think there's been conversation through the years about how much reliance there is on this kind of income, and there's a need to, to rein it in a little bit. Um, but it's, it's hard when money's coming in, it's hard to not spend it. It's hard to not enjoy it. And they, they saved money, but um, not exponentially like they needed to. And of course the last two years have been a gutting experience and they're really hurting financially and trying to recalibrate what, what a new budget looks like without reliance on so much rental income, which is a good thing, but it's painful, right? So for instance, with our position, they're, they're not replacing this pastoral spot right now. They're leaving it vacant. And um, that's, a, that's a big shift. Now, I will say this, the congregation is probably not as large or robust as it was, but I think it's starting to come back now. Now we left at the end of March, so we were not there over Easter. I get the sense that Easter was packed and really full and, and that great feeling again. And I've peeked at the live stream a couple times since we've left and the congregation looks like it's filling up again. So it'll be interesting to see now if they can get back to a more robust gathering. But, but really, if they were to say we're no longer going to have an online presence, that would be hugely disappointing to a lot of people. And so that's the, you know, that's the area that I think they want to continue to maintain. Now, uh, how do you measure that? I don't know. We've had a, we did have some, some 
pretty substantial conversation around membership because it did come up during the pandemic if non-Paris residents can join. Um, it was really an interesting, because we had someone who wanted to. They had been uh, engaged in our online ministry and come to some of our Bible studies, but they were based in the U.S., and but they wanted to become a member because they really appreciated what ACP was about and wanted to be fully engaged. And they were tithing and all, all the things, you know. But again, like to your point, Matthew, what's the theological reality about this? It's not just to tick a box and say, who cares? It's good. I mean, what does it mean to be a member of a community? And you say things when you become a member, like I, I will support and participate in the life of this church. What does support and participate in the life of a church mean in a post-pandemic, broadly, technologically savvy society? And I don't have an answer for you. At that time, we decided not to, to say no to that kind of membership because we just didn't feel like we were ready. Um, and they, the person that really that wanted to, you know, was gracious about it. So that was, that was helpful. But um, a big thing has come up with members who leave, move, and are not yet engaged in a new church. Can they maintain their membership until they become a member somewhere else? And right now, again, the answer has been no, even though for many of them, ACP remains their church. They worship online. They give their money. They show up at congregational meetings when they are online and in the right time zone. You know, I mean, there's all these things. And that's the thing. You've got this time zone issue, right? So hardly anybody is watching the live stream live. You know, there's a you can you know you can measure these things, and the hits that come to our online service are not on Sunday morning at eleven; they're later. So, what does that mean then? You know, so these are big conversations that I think the church is beginning to have. And again, while I greatly appreciate the need for this, I, this is where I kind of did a self evaluation, and I thought I don't this isn't in me right now. I have the luxury of being later in my career so that I can step away. And I think one of the things that Doug and I have talked about is we want to be, we want to be a support uh, system or support person to younger pastors who have to engage this. And it's, it's kind of exhausting because you have to engage this whole new conversation, but has anything else been taken off your plate? No, it has not. So it's just this piling on effect. And so one of the things that we are trying to do is pay attention to some of our younger colleagues uh, who we know are just exhausted and overwhelmed and just try to be a sounding board. We have no answers, but they can say anything to us and we're safe. And I do think um, retired clergy and, and those who are no longer deeply engaged need to find a place of, of engaging this with their colleagues because it's, it's an exhausting conversation, but it's really important. And I can't really think of a, another shift in church history that involved so much at once. So there's new skill set. There's, like you said, Matthew, there's theological conversation. There's practicalities um, of just how do we do this well? What does it mean to be a community that gathers only online or gathers some live and some online? And how do you bridge those gaps? And then you add the, we've got the two different worship services going again, and there's already enough division between those two people groups, not, not negative division, but they just don't cross because there just isn't space and time. So, um, I think the next 10 years are going to be a really 
important and difficult season for the Christian church. Cause I think what most churches have seen is great attrition during the pandemic. I think if you were even wavering in the least about whether or not you wanted to stay involved in church, you're gone. And I think now that you can drop into every Tom, Dick and Harry worship service that's going on around the world, if community was not a driving force for you to be part of a church, you're done. And so then what does that mean? Um, I think these are going to be difficult and, and, and interesting years. And it will be very interesting to see if 10 years down the road, the, the online shift has, has surged or if it's come back a little bit. Okay. I think we've come to the end. Is there anything else before we ask you the final question about where God is? Anything else that as you've been reflecting on your experience that would be helpful for you to share or something that um, would be meaningful to tell other people about. And you can say no as well. I'm not expecting an, an answer. No, I think the important thing is to remember that the church still has relevance. The church is relevant in people's lives and people are longing for it. I think the, the call and the, the task and the challenge for the church is, is how you, how you find resonance in people's lives. So it's relevant and we have to find resonance and that, that those are harder questions I think today. Um, yeah. Good. When we first spoke to you, we were two months into the pandemic, May, 2020. Now we're in May, 2022, which also coincides with Eastertide, which is a time for us to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and for us to claim our new life in, um, in God. Where do you see God at work in, in the midst of the ministry at, at ACP um, and in the, the work that congregations like ACP are English-speaking congregations in non-English-speaking countries? I think it relates a little bit to what I just said. I, I do think that people have, an, they, have an, they have a longing. And I, I believe the church can still be that place that can satisfy that longing. And I think that's where God continues to be at work. I think that God um, has made it clear, though, that, that he has entrusted the ministry of the church to us. And we have a deep responsibility to hear that call. He, and I believe that God wants us to be engaged socially. He wants us to pursue justice. He wants us to pursue um, righteousness. He wants us to pursue compassion. I believe that God wants the church to be all of that. And that's where I think that God is continuing to be active. I think through the, the message of the resurrection is where we find our hope. There's still hope even in the midst of terrible devastation. Um, we can be hopeful that um, even in this devastating time, it is not forever. Um, there is a brighter day ahead. How long we have to wait for that is the great question, right? I mean, that's always been the question of the church, how long? And the church for you know years and years and years has often felt that, that the end is near. And we're, we're in that feeling again right now. Um, and what does that mean for us? Does it mean that we, we go gloom and doom or does it mean that we, we get ready and, and feel hopeful and, and, and draw closer to the values that we know that God wants for, um, for the church? 
so I do believe that God is at work. And I think that, that God is at work in saying, you know, I don't change, but you do need to change. And um, we have to be willing to change. And that's super hard. I think God wants the church to be refreshed. Um, I don't think God wants the church to stay the same. Now, that isn't to say that it has to go all bells and whistles and be funky donkey and, and look nothing like the past. But at the same time, uh, we cannot believe that church can be the same today as it was 200 years ago or even 100 years ago. Let's say even two years ago. It is not the same. We are very different people who have all experienced something in our lifetime that none of us ever had and hope that we never will again. And I think that the, the very relevant conversation is to say, um, you know, what, what is God doing in the midst of this? That's the question that he wants us to be asking all the time, Matthew. And I think it's an important question that, that maybe every council meeting should start with. Maybe the opening agenda item should be, what do we think God is doing in our midst right now? Um, to remind ourselves that it is, God is active, but it's different and new. And again, just to pray for the grace and the courage to um, embrace change in all of its myriad forms. Thank you so much, Jody, for spending time with us today talking about your experience as the interim co-pastor at the American Church in Paris, where you spent two years, almost the entire time during, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for your reflections and for sharing your thoughts today. Thank you for having me. It's, it's actually been a great treat for me to reflect on this time. It's been a bit of a whirlwind since we left. And so it was really fun to sit down and think through some of these things. Pleasure meeting you too, David. So thank you. And thank you both for your incredible work in the world today. I am the Reverend Anitra Kitts, and together with the Reverend Matthew Lafferty and the Reverend David Smith, we produce this podcast, Intentionally International.